Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. On today's show, we are going to be speaking with Dark Angel from Canada. We are. And uh, he's going to be telling us about uh, Forbidden Fruit, which mm-hmm. is a new book he's put together, which is uh, kind of... So a lot of people write BDSM 101 books. Right. This is before you get there. You're a completely vanilla couple, and you're thinking, we want to explore beyond the bedroom, or beyond exactly. the normal vanilla laugh. Exactly. But you don't even know what direction to go in yet, so it's kind of like a, a pre-101 to see what kind of path you need to be taking. So Exactly. Very interesting. And uh, we will get to talking to him in a few minutes. And um, <laughs> also on today's episode, we're going to do one of the uh, erotic book reviews. Nice. I'm not really sure if people like that or not. So I'll put it at the I end of the know. show. Okay. If you dig the erotic book reviews, let us know. We'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kashmir from Pittsburgh would love to continue to read. Well, <laughs> she may <laughs> well continue to read erotic books anyway, but whether we get reviews <laughs> or not, is, is, we'll find that out. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wanted to start off today's show by talking about a story <laughs> about a dentist. I do, I do. So I, uh, someone wrote us and was telling me a story, and I just had to laugh out loud. So it seems that um, uh, someone we know up in Cleveland was in the dental chair getting her dental work done, but was listening to our podcast. And she was listening to the one where we were talking about diddling my piddle or diddling my diddle no or something clue. like that. It sounds like us, but I have no clear where that would have come up. I kind of remember it, but um, she said she just busted out laughing and she couldn't tell the hygienist what she was laughing at. And it was contagious laughter. So the hygienist started laughing and then they'd get it under control and then they would start over again. And so she um, wanted to know, <laughs> we could put a disclaimer on the show that says uh, not to listen to our podcast while dental work is being done so i thought we'd think about it I, I think anybody that can get a laugh out of anything while they're sitting in their dental chair <laughs> that's, that's true. just good as long as the drill's not going and, and we very much appreciate her right and, and tell it yes. sharing that little story yes. with us love the stories um we have actually a couple other stories a couple other shout outs here's a little mm-hmm. a little prequel to one of our shout outs cheers <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Well, thank you. Uh, it's really funny. We're, we're watching a new show. I don't know if anybody who listens to the podcast, so totally off topic, <laughs> called, uh, what's it called? Episodes? Episodes. So uh, it's Americans are talking to English people, and one of the Americans is always trying to come up with witty British <laughs> things to say. And um, so, I think at the last episode, he said, good day, mate. And they're like, that's Australian, actually. That's, anyway. It's funny. <laughs> Let's, uh, beyond that, let's get into our question of the day. Today's question of the day is a master-slave-related topic. It is. It says, when MS 24-7, how do you handle the times where you have to be apart? So, and of course, Dan and I have been um, MS for 12 years now, and we've had to deal with that quite a bit between your work trips, my work trips at the beginning, and then, you know, up to now where we're more poly and... 
you know, going out for weekends no, and things like yeah, that. I mean, you, you'll go to Maryland on occasion mm-hmm. to visit your folks. Yep. Uh, I will go on my Buddhist retreats on occasion. Mm-hmm. I've done the Buddhist retreats on occasion. and So yeah. there absolutely are times where even though master slave relationship 24-7, we're, mm-hmm. not, we're not together, I can't check on you to see if you've been a good slave. <laughs> right. Nor can you, um, if something comes up where you need guidance, mm-hmm. you'll be able to ask, say, Master, should I do A or B? Right. I think there's... So the first thing that comes to mind when I hear this question, our little house, our little leather tribe, House Meta, one of our primary characteristics of the house is growth. Mm-hmm. So one of the thing, the first thing that comes to my mind is the way that you prepare for these periods is to create a level of self sufficiency and a level of understanding of each other. So a slave has to know or has to become confident in him or herself to know that if you're given choice, you know you're faced with a situation where you could do either A or B, that master would most likely want to do A. So I will go do A. And if that's not the case, you know, if you get it wrong, that you've made your best judgment. The biggest uh, hurdle that I think new or uh, new to the lifestyle slaves and submissives has to face is understanding it's okay to be wrong. That most, and I won't speak for all masters and dominants, but for myself, I would rather you make a decision and do something versus do nothing. So... You know, and for me, um, you know, it was very hard for me to do the whole separation thing. So, and sometimes it's about like what you were saying, making decisions and things like that. But I got very comfortable with um, knowing that everything I do is a reflection on you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and knowing you very well, it makes it easier to make decisions. But there's also that difficulty of um, just being separated. You know, I like taking care of you. I like getting your coffee. I like doing this and doing that. And when we're separate, I can't do that. So what we've done, um, and I've actually seen masters ask this question before, too, because Mm -hmm. they feel lost without their slave around. You know, so um, what you and I have done is to actually come up with some rituals that we do before we separate. Mm -hmm. So... um, I mean, just when you go off to work, you know, I'm packing your gym bag and stuff. But if you're going off for a weekend, I asked you to allow me to pack your clothes. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. and let's, I want to expand on that a little mm-hmm. bit so people really understand the significance of that. Not only if I'm going away for my little Buddhist retreat weekend, right. but if I'm running off with Karen for the weekend. Right. You know, um, not only is your master, but somebody that you have an emotional attachment to is running mm-hmm. off with another woman for a weekend. <laughs> One of the ways that you... Um, Make that part of our relationship, part of your ritual, what you're talking about. Is you're right. saying, Master, would you like clean underwear and make sure you have a toothbrush? Right. Uh, we haven't got to the point where you're packing a toy bag for me. That'd be a little weird. No, that'd be a little weird. Uh, but, you know, doing things to make sure that, you know, we're saying that we're doing something apart, but mm-hmm. we're doing something together as well. Right, right. And and for some reason, that just really helped me a lot. I mean, I struggled, with, even for the Buddhist retreat, I struggled with having you gone for a whole weekend, you know. And um, it, maybe it sounds silly to some people, but, you know, it, it just, it's just the way it is, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so being able to pack your clothes and to take care of you in the manner that I can before you leave 
is just very important to me and helps me feel connected, you know, while you're gone. Mm -hmm. So that's how we deal with it. Mm -hmm. One of the um, things that comes to my mind is when I do, uh, and it's not like I go off on a retreat once a month. Right. Um, And it makes me, it, it makes me wonder if any of the judges from the International Master Slave Contest listen to the podcast and say, <laughs> oh, wow, I thought that was a bullshit thing. He really does do the Buddhist retreat He really thing. does do the Buddhist thing, but yes. The, um, um, the first time I went off on retreat, and of course, when you go on retreat, there's certain you don't have your iPhone, you're out of communication with mm-hmm. the world. I set up some automatic emails yes. from the system that will just send an email automatically. You can set it up today and it will send it off you mm-hmm. know, two days from now. As a way to keep in contact with yes. you. Now, for me, being um, a master alone for myself, mm-hmm. you don't do abs- anything for me that I can't do. Understood. Let me think about that. Like, there are things you do for me that you do better than I could do. <laughs> you know, But for the most part, I can do laundry. I can mm-hmm. do dishes. I can take care of myself. I can wipe my butt and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> For clarity's sake, my slave does not wipe my butt. Thank you. But, um, so it's a little jarring, but it's also okay mm-hmm. for short periods for me to, but, you know, I find myself day one, I'll be like, well, I'll cook my own dinner. All right. So it's the frying pan and I'll make this and I'll make that. And by uh, day oh two, it's off to Graffiti Burger or some restaurant somewhere. And day three, I just stay at work. So I'm waiting for the cafeteria to open. Aww. <laughs> day four it's peanut butter and jelly for three meals in a row it's terrible um so so we've learned how to deal with it it was a struggle at first you know and um i i don't know what makes ms i'm really trying to find the words here but uh because i don't want to downplay other styles of relationships but it just feels like something about ms as a slave, and I, don't, I can't speak for the masters, you know, you've opened yourself up so totally that, um, I don't know, you just kind of miss being able to do that and having that person around that you can do that with for a number some, of days. strength in being able to rely on another person. Mm-hmm. So, but there's strength in being able to do things on your own, too. I mean, I'm not saying that we can't do things on our own. I, I We do. You know, I, I've done many trips up to, to Cleveland and Akron and, and stuff like that when you're busy and, mm-hmm. you know, gone out and done things on my own. But um, I create rituals around it so that it's easier for me to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's probably the only advice that I got. You know, do what works for you because you're going to have times that you spend apart. You know, the only other thing I want to add to this is that, again, for, from a master's perspective, not only do I... Um, run our relationship or I'm the custodian of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also part of an MS tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as was mentioned on the podcast before house meta, and I make a note here, link to house meta right. for people that are interested. But Mr. Sherry talks about this a lot. She talks about how, you know, not only does she, when she's faced with things where she's by herself, mm-hmm. how does this reflect on the house? Is yes. this the kind of action and activity that the ha- will reflect well on the house? And uh, I think that could be a powerful uh, guide as mm-hmm. well, you know, to remember, you know, to be in a situation um, and to be part of a community, even if you are alone. Yeah. And we know we can call on other house members. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it just struck me. I've got Saturday coming up with not much planned and I could call on house members. Absolutely. You know, so 
you know, in that respect, it makes it all easier. I'm sure Mr. Sherry <laughs> would love to take you shoe shopping. I'm sure, or whatever, sir, or whatever shopping. She said I need a belt, so, because I've lost enough oh. weight, so that, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so there's that. <laughs> that question, by the way, comes from um, our, uh, not our group, but the, the group Novices and Newbies on FetLife. I'll put a show link in there. Uh, so we have a link for question of the day, and what we're hoping is that people will go there, ask their questions that they would like to hear an audible answer to. Right. And... That way we don't have to spend nine hours a day on the Novices and Newbies site. <laughs> Looking for questions. Looking for questions, <laughs> trying to answer everybody's questions. You know, because a lot of people just want the written answers. Well, maybe you're lazy like me and you just want to listen to the yes. answer. So that's that. Um, and that leads us right to uh, my list. It's, oh, oh, because it's on page two. <laughs> it leads you to cheers. <laughs> yes. So um, Rayleigh and Naver and Aisha. Thank you. Uh, cheers to you guys. <laughs> they listened to episode 104 and about the competition, and they actually listened to the second half of the show, which we got a lot of feedback on. I didn't think anybody would listen to the second half of the show. Where we blogged yeah. about the event. Yeah. But we did get some feedback about mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and they... they're listening all the way from England. Yes. Yes, actually, from the UK. <laughs> as far as we know. As far as we know. Well. Um, I, and I see that uh, actually Rayleigh is by Lingual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, spoke... I, I liked what they said about they um, usually, the girls usually have your picture up on the computer when they listen to us. I, I, I read that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I would love to just stop by and stick my head in and say, is that re- Oh, look. It's a picture of Tom Cruise. No. You have sexy pictures. I think it's really a picture of you. Um, Derailed. You... Sorry. Yes. That's great. Bring it home. Uh, anyway, they just they spent some time and wrote us a very nice uh, yes. email and very thoughtful and very supportive and um, and I tell you it's it's things like that that keep us going, keep us motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, there are occasions where the um, where things get a little slow. I don't know how to put that. Emotionally slow, mm-hmm. where you're a little less enthused about the lifestyle, yes. a little less excited about what you're doing, and um, that was a very nice, very motivational email they sent us. Um, you know, at someday, you know, maybe we'll get to the point where we ask people for money to mm-hmm. support the podcast. Maybe, uh, but right now, the occasional feedback like that, yes. especially you know. Uh, it was a they, heartfelt letter, yeah. and you know they told us a little bit about themselves and what they do when they listen to the podcast, and that that they picked up on how emotional we were, and they were just kind of like you know lifting us up a little bit, and that was uh, that was really special. That was yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> so we very much appreciate that. We appreciate any feedback that we get. Um, I told them I was going to write back in what. I think of as the UK language. I saw that. Yeah, but it would just be a, a this an ongoing Monty Python skit, right? Because that's how I assume everybody talks. And they actually have a ministry of silly walks. I'm just thinking about that. The silly walks. <laughs> um, if you would like to contact us and give us some emotional support or tell us to move the fuck along, <laughs> get back to the topic, make it march, make it march. You can do that in a variety of ways, such as... Well, voicemail is my favorite, 206-309-0054. Or you could always send us a, as they call it, 
a e letter <laughs> to Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Nice. So, things that um, we had a really special weekend. We really had a special weekend. We've had a really special week. It's been um, amazing. So last week, of course, we did Dallas. Which <laughs> was, you, you had one more story you wanted to tell I about did, the I did. I did. Was, I really wish that we had blogged about this. And I didn't think of it, of course, until like a day later, you know, when I was hashing through some of the stuff that went on at the contest. If you, by the way, listeners, ever end up on Dawn's birthday or Christmas list... <laughs> She will tell you the day after said event. Oh, I thought of a wonderful <laughs> gift for you. Oh, until except I have another story about that too in just a minute <laughs> about the whole gift thing. So, but um, right now, Dark Angel's like, I have an interview, man. Can you like move it on? I want to get to me. <laughs> so, but I, thought, I, I just wanted to share a little uh, descriptive story that happened at the International Master Slave Contest, and this happened during the contest. And the um, contestants had to practice. It was a ritual, actually, and the contestants had to practice this. And all of us, the, the slaves anyway, about cried when we, when we were putting this together and practicing it. And what it was was Saturday night when they started the the um, program you know, the beginning of the contest, they had us, uh, the masters and slaves, paired as couples down the aisle um, in the audience. And then in the back, they had everybody's attention turned to the back as attention was called. And Mm -hmm. the, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the group, but it was Sir Cougar, Mm -hmm. um, you know, called attention. And then I believe it's the Leather Dyke Corp. I think it is. Okay. I think it is. And then her and a partner, one had the cover, you know, master's cover. One had a slave's collar. And they marched it down the aisle and then handed it off to the first pair of contestants mm-hmm. who handed it off to the second pair of contestants as they're walking down the aisle mm-hmm. who handed it off to us. And then we handed it off to the fourth couple. Fourth couple handed it off to the fifth couple who handed it off to Master Jim and Slave Marsha. And then as pairs, we went up there and, and uh, Slave Marsha and Master Jim went up to an altar and placed the cover and placed the collar and lit the candles and then mentioned how the ceremony was to remember everybody that had passed before us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody that... um you know, that couldn't be there or had died or, you know, whatever. And then each of us had a black rose, each couple. And we went up there and the slaves presented the black rose to their master, who then laid it on the altar. Mm -hmm. So, and it was just, just, I love ritual. If no one's gotten that yet, I love (laughs) ritual. And I love how they honored the people in the past. Because, of course, the, um, the motto for the event is, we'll never forget. And this was their way of doing that. So it just, it just spoke to me. So I wanted to share. Well, you got all sniffly on that. I did. I did. Um, it was a very neat ritual, very mm-hmm. dramatic, and very well put together. Without, uh, it was very impactful without having to be a lot of um, flashing lights and disco balls. Right, right. And it probably happened faster than I told the story. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> but the other thing we did recently yeah, was... Yeah, this, um, so this one was less... Uh, Less communicated. We didn't mention this on the podcast. No, we didn't. It was a smaller sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it just so happens that as of March 3rd, 3rd we reached the 10th anniversary of the day that I put your collar on you. Yes, sir. And uh, we had a little celebration we did. at a friend's house and um, had, what, 30 people or something? I counted about 30, 30, 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was really neat because we got a lot of our friends 
uh, throughout the 10 years. I mean, we, some people that even we don't see so much anymore. We pulled some of them out of the closet that we haven't seen <laughs> for did. like eight years <laughs> or it felt like it. Mm-hmm. So and um, so, yeah, we had um, we had people from the beginning from 12 years ago and people that were the original collaring 10 years ago. And, you know, Dan set up this little timeline and, you know, had everybody pointed out where everybody showed up on this timeline and mm-hmm. how they supported us. And then everybody sat in a circle and shared a memory with us. A memory of us. Of us, with, with us. us. Some were humorous. <sighs> some were... Uh, touching. Touching. And and some we had forgotten. So yeah. they literally were sharing memories with us that we had forgotten that these people had held on to. And oh, what a week. Yeah. It's been a really interesting... Um, it, it's funny because I, I recall not too long ago, uh, about six or seven, eight episodes ago, we were talking about how quiet things were. Nothing mm-hmm. was going on. <laughs> And uh, things are catching up. <laughs> things are catching up. So, oh, it so has been, been a great, a great week, time. Mm-hmm. But we have uh, a great weeks coming up, too. We do. Just uh, whew, over the next, uh, what is this, March? Holy cow. Over the next five weeks or so, <laughs> we have four events. Yeah. Um, and we just want to mention those really quick. Mm-hmm. The, the first being that we'll be at the uh, MAST chapter meeting in Pittsburgh on March 19th. And I know that uh, Master Don and Orja mm-hmm. listened to the last episode. <laughs> so they'll know we're going to be there. And that's actually, they're the title holders for that For that territory. region, right. We just happen to be friends with the people in Pittsburgh. And yeah. they wanted so, us out there again. And they're going to be presenting up there too. Yes, in but a couple I of months. I think because we're from a different region, if we show up there, they're allowed to beat us up. Is that the way that works? <laughs> Territorial rights. Yeah, it's I kind don't of like know. one of those uh, sharks and jets sort of moments. I don't there. know. But if they would like to see us again, it would be awesome to see them there. Well, I tell you what, they want they want trouble? Bring it on. Because <laughs> I am a fast runner. <laughs> yeah, you're going to throw me under the bus because I can't keep up. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, hey, here's an interesting one. Okay. Um, so April, somehow April, we have uh, back to back to back to back to back. Yes, we do. But if you've heard uh, Dawn's two-minute speech at either Great Lakes or the International Master Slave mm-hmm. Conference, Mindfulness of a Slave. Yes. It just so happens that um, at Sensations on April the uh, first week of April, April 1st to 3rd, we've act- they've actually asked you to do the hour and a half long version of Mindfulness of a Slave. Yes. So not just the two minute con- cons- condensed, condensed version, version <laughs> but how to really develop it, how to really start yes. from the beginning and get all the way through. Yes. So it's going to be great. And if... Um, well, well, wait, but we're also doing sensual humiliation. <laughs> I was going to mention that. I was going to say, if Don gets too hoity-toity for being... <laughs> having our big class doing sensual humiliation and that's turned the table a little bit as well as doing some 12-step recovery meetings for the group recovery in the fellowship um and then right after that we turn right around and we're heading down to florida first time we've been to this event beyond leather yes and we're going to be busy busy (laughs) i forget excuse me i forget how many workshops we have plus we're doing the auction plus we're doing something else we're going to be busy so um if you, yes. <laughs> I was just thinking that our, you know, we'll be up for bid on in Florida. We right? will We're going up as a couple. Yes. And what they do is they have these auctions, and they're for real money. Mm-hmm. And they normally have some uh, charity that the money goes to. Right. I don't know what charity they've picked this time around. Uh, so people will win us, and for an hour, 
we will either do a sensual BDSM scene with mm -hmm. them or um, I guess if you are really interested in promoting your shit, you could say, okay, for next hour, we're going to podcast. We're going to talk to me about <laughs> <No>. me. <laughs> well, we could do that, but we're actually going up as co-toppers. Yeah. So because it is going to be um, what we are offering is more of the sacred sexuality bent. So, mm -hmm. and that, that we can co-top on very yep. well. So I'm looking forward to it. So it's going to be nice. That is going to be nice. And after that, we get a break. No, we don't. For the extent of the time the plane flying back from Fort Lauderdale to Central Ohio. Because on April 16th, we are doing the Bottoms Buffet. And exactly. I tell you, that would be just a fantastic event if you've never been to anything before. Mm -hmm. um, the idea is they have, and we'll talk more about this as it gets closer. Right. Is just have these little stations where you can try these little things. Mm -hmm. A variety of different things. We'll be running the sensual. No, we've got the Baskin Robbins table, which is exactly the sensual stuff. So it'll be mm -hmm. like the, the Wartenberg wheel, the fur glove, saran wrap, a lot of the sensation stuff. Right. Right. So, and then we there's somebody that's going to be doing single tails, I believe, mm -hmm. and caning and, and things like that. And all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. So, it's basically stations for bottoms. So, there'll be well-known tops leading the stations. Other tops can watch. Well, they can bottom if they want to uh -huh. try it out. <laughs> so, this is interesting, Dawn, because this is twice in a row, two weekends in a row where you're topping. Is this a new dimension Ooh. that you're exploring? I don't know. You know, it may be a surprise, but I've actually been considering service topping hmm. on an energetic level. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not much of a um, toy person, but a touch person I am. So, I don't know. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I could only imagine if you were topping someone and I turn my back and I look back and you're flogging and fucking yourself. While the other person's kind of laying there going... Uh, what happened to that? I know. I don't know if it's a good idea. The co-topping I can do, you know, I'll be co-topping with you on the Baskin-Robbins table. All that would be great. But uh, moving on from that, I, I don't know. Well, you might get your opportunity to top or bottom this Friday. Mm-hmm. Because? Well, kind of. <laughs> the perversion dis... dis yeah, per... Oh. Diversion right. diversion is this Friday. So the perversion diversion is not an opportunity no. to top or bottom at that. It's a it's what the in common um, uh, lifestyle lingo mm -hmm. is a munch. Right. Right. <laughs> you remember like back in episode <laughs> seven that pause there? I would edit that out. Exactly. Yeah, nah, ain't <laughs> no, um, just look at you, waiting for you to come up with the word. <laughs> uh, so this is the the uh, perversion diversion. Munch. It's yes. just a lifestyle gathering. Where's mm -hmm. this one being held at? Um, I think it's at Eight Ball again. And that so, is, which is here in Columbus. Uh, this Friday, actually, yes. coming up. So, yep. Columbus, Ohio. Nice, relaxed way to hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm. And that is warming up for the Adventures in Sexuality April Fool's Party at Club Princeton. Yes. And that was where they will take over a private area for about six hours that night mm -hmm. on April 9th. And it'll be a big BDSM dungeon. Um, it's always a great time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of great people. Um, people get antsy after winter wickedness trying to wait for cope. So AIS usually throws another little party. And, you know, this one's usually very well attended. We'll be in Fort Lauderdale, though. Oh, will we? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're right. Well, somebody will have to send a field reporter to tell us how it <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, we always appreciate when people, uh, not only if they uh, write us with feedback, but also just jump over to iTunes and uh, give us a couple stars. So that'll rate us a little higher so people can find us easier. 
as well as if you use the uh, Twitter, you can tweet Twit, about us. Tweet, and if you use tweet. the Facebook, we are there as Erotic Awakening, and there you could like us. <laughs> or lick us. Or lick us. Eventually, we will turn that into a real thing. Ooh, that'd be nice. So we are just moving right along. We are. Uh, and we are just about to the point where we're going to talk to Dark Angel. Just about. Uh, before we get there, we have two things we want to tell people about real quick. Um... Now, these are two more kind of local events. So, um, And remember, we don't just have to advertise local events. We can do around the nation. We would yeah. love to put out shout-outs for, for other events as well. Absolutely. Everything that we're um, – all the shout-outs that we do for all these different events, I think, A, it does a service to the community mm-hmm. and people that want to know about it. But uh, for people that say, wow, you're so Ohio-centric, it's because people from Ohio are writing us. Right. If you are from Bristol – that's mm-hmm. in the UK, by the way. Oh, nice. Or in <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, where I have we have at least one listener. Mm-hmm. Although, um, well, I'm going to accept <laughs> that they are still there and they didn't make that up. Okay. Because um, they, 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 when they, they wrote, yo, 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 man, what's up? I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And I didn't, I didn't think that was an Australian thing. Um, or anywhere else in the nation. If you got something going on. Feel free, write us, let us know about it, and we will tell people about it. And uh, we'll be more than happy to do that. Absolutely. Maybe you're even in a kinky group in Salisbury, Maryland. <laughs> which is possible. Which is possible. Because they have kinky groups there. <laughs> For people wondering why Don's going into a giggle fit at this point, um, I am bound to not describe or explain it at all. But what I can explain is that the... So here's something different. What's that? Oh, yeah. The Femme, Femme Fatale. Fatale. Yes. It is a all-no-dan party. Yes, all-girl party. It is an all-girl party <laughs> here in uh, Central Ohio. So what's the deal with this? Well, this one is literally all-girls. So it's going to be um, straight, queer, and trans women 21 and over. Mm-hmm. So they are putting together... Uh, and there was enough people speaking up that said that they would love the idea. So on April 30th here in Columbus, Ohio, they are having an all-girl party. Tickets are only $15 a piece, and there's going to be a little show at the beginning of the night and then playtime afterwards. Very cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) You wouldn't know. Are you available (laughs) on April 30th? I think I am. Maybe I'll go as a field reporter. Maybe Ah, it'll just go as a horny slut. Maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good work for you as well. Um... And then I'm allowed to go as long as well as everybody else in the world to mm-hmm. Kinko de, de Mayo yes. That's in Cleveland. And one of my favorite stories of all time is we actually had a listener from Italy who heard the podcast oh, that's right. last year. Yes. Heard us talking about Kinko de Mayo and that we would be there. And mm-hmm. he said, well, hell, I'll go if you guys will. You yeah. Know. And we kept in company a little bit, but he found friends. He found friends <laughs> very easy and had a great time. So uh, Kinko de Mayo is Friday, May 9th and mm. lasts until Sunday. Yeah, May 6th to the 8th. What did I say? 9th. I'm lying. <laughs> I know. I want to keep all the party to myself. Ooh. <laughs> Let's do that again. Friday, May 6th to Sunday, May 8th in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> um, and what interesting Oh, my God. Have yes. Here. So they've got um, Douglas Kent. Mm-hmm. And you have to say Laura's name. Laura Antonu, who yep. people from the show may recognize. We just had her on not too mm-hmm. long ago. And Michelle Bellinger. One wow. of your favorite people. <laughs> My favorites. Uh, Sarah Sloan, mm-hmm. friend of the show, also yes. been on. Great answer. Some some <laughs> podcast guy. I don't know who that is. 
I love uh, the great dancer. Mm, Mr. Simone, who we've also had on the podcast before. Oh, we have, haven't we? We did. When she was at Woodstocks last year. Yeah. Mm, two years ago, I think. And Mistress Joanne, who, who we've also, also been on the podcast. Yes. You know what's really you know what? funny about this list of people? <gasps> With the exception of Douglas Kent. I don't know that we've had Michelle on here either. Um, you're right. We have not but had we Michelle really on We really do. Here. Yeah, we really need to get her on here. And the funny thing is, I don't think we've had Great Dancer on here. I don't. Didn't you guys? No, I think you were going to we do a co. We were on his podcast. We were on his, and you were going to do a co one. Yeah. Where you interviewed each other. Oh, yeah. But, I forgot about that. But I don't remember if we actually put that through. We only have 105 shows. You should be able to remember <laughs> who's been on the show. Only 105. Anyway, that's Kiko DeMaio in, uh, May, on May 6th of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's normally a fantastic time. Yes. So that's that. So that's what's going on in the world of kink, mm-hmm. event-wise, um, all kinds of stuff going on. And um, I think that's it for previous, until we get into our little topic here. It is. Um, so our topic for the day is getting started mm-hmm. in your, so going from, not getting started in, um, you know, going from, I'm already in the world of BDSM and I want to explore deeper into MS or something like that. Right. But um in and you and I have been here of course mm-hmm. in the world of nothing. Right. Getting started. Whew. Now where did we actually get started? Where did we actually get started? I know what I'm thinking. Are you thinking pictures? Yeah. You yeah. know what you're right. So you and I started um uh, by looking at kinky, naughty, dirty pictures. Right. And it was, a, it was a conglomeration of pictures. I mean, it wasn't just um, uh, BDSM. It was some of the Playboy bunny pictures mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. naked pictures and um, self-masturbation, some tied-up ones. Yeah. So just all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, being tied up outside. Mm-hmm. And I think I had some picnic table pictures and <laughs> didn't realize that was a fetish of mine, but it is. <laughs> and you and I started by, we just kind of looked at these pictures mm-hmm. and we noticed where each other made the mm noises and the uh-huh. other noises. Um, Which ones we scrolled past faster right. and <laughs> things like that. As Time goes by. I'm trying to think when we actually, we just kind of went. We just kind of went without a guide. Right. We just kind of did. Now we we fell into some friends in the BDSM community. You know, early yeah. On. And we did that through um, Merck, through IRC chat rooms is how we found them, actually. So, yeah, that's how I found um, the first person to take me to a uh, BDSM demo. Right. show so okay. it was chatting with people it was looking at pictures it was chatting with people um yeah and then sharing fantasies writing stories we were pretty lucky when we did the picture experiment we mm-hmm. had a good feel that we both liked the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. the uh very first group here in columbus we ended up playing for the very first time with people that were not each other with j and m Mm-hmm. And she made a little daisy of clothespins out of your nose. Oh, uh, yeah, a little flower out of clothespins. And, uh, you know, we actually had a really interesting conversation with them where they, you know, after they got done doing that to you, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the different, you know, they were saying, oh, we're a monogamous couple. We just play with other people. And that's right. kind of mind-blowing for us. Uh, and I remember how we got started in Swingland. Mm-hmm. And that was just reaching out to people and... Inviting them back to the house for oh, a little yeah. this, a little that. Yeah, trying to test out jealousy and stuff to see right. if it's really what we wanted to try to do. So, 
Um, yeah, but pictures kind of set the theme, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can just remember the noises <laughs> that were made with those and, you know, and the, the quietness with the ones that we threw out. And... But even that, even that would be pretty, I mean, can you imagine doing that with your previous partner? Um, I mean, with my previous, previous partner, and especially, I think, maybe it makes a difference once you've been together a little longer mm-hmm. to break the boundaries of what you already think. This is how I am. This is who I am. Right, you right. Know, especially if you come across kink fairly late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've already been with your partner for 20 years and you've, you know, wanted to start owning up to some of those fantasies. Right. And well, maybe your partner wants to explore with you. Now, for me, I actually brought up some of those ideas near the beginning of the relationship with my previous partner. Mm -hmm. But the response that I got mm, made me want to keep it to myself after that. So, And then years go by, and it's hard for me to keep those fantasies to myself any longer. So I tried to share again, and we just weren't on the same same wavelength. You know what? I have to admit that my previous... Uh, one of my ex-wives wanted me to spank her, and I didn't get it. I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get the idea that she wanted me to spank her. It just right. didn't occur to me. It didn't click for me that that's what she wanted me to do, mm-hmm. even though you think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> so um, Dark Angel apparently has thought the same thing, and he says, well, how do you start from if you are a couple and you want to get started? There's some kind of workbook that you can go through. Right to go from nothing and slowly start exploring. And as you explore, uh, and he'll explain, if you like ABC, then you might be interested in this. Mm-hmm. But if you gyrate towards more ADL, right. you might want to focus more in this area. See, and I love, I love that idea because, you know, whether you have a, a fantasy that you want to share with your partner, so you bring this book to them and say, hey, let's do this together, mm-hmm. so you get a better idea of what each other likes, or whether you're just trying to spice up the bedroom after being years together or, you know, new relationship. I, it's, it just seems like it has so many benefits and so many ways that it could be used. So this workbook. I guess, um, does that imply that you're uh, unhappy, that you're a sullied <sighs> veteran at this point? Uh, no. <laughs> we Lucky us, we're able to talk really honestly about yeah. all this stuff. So, yeah. you know, there's some things that it's like, um, I, I remember telling you, hell, even just recently, I know you're not interested in that, but if you ever change your mind, <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> you have to remember what that is now. I don't know, but we were at a uh, very... Uh, Gay-friendly event. Uh, beyond tentacles, one of Don's other kinks is watching two guys together. And uh, apparently I'm a guy. Apparently. So, um, no, I'm happy to have earned my stripes, but uh, it's a great resource for people that are getting new and just getting started. Mm-hmm. And um, without any further ado, yes. here is Dark Angel. Well, Don, tonight the shoes on the other foot. It is. Because yeah. normally we listen to the Dark Side podcast and we hear Dark Angel and Not Nice mm-hmm. interview other people. Exactly. But this time around, we are interviewing Dark Angel about his new book, The Forbidden Fruit. Dark Angel, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Glad to be here. It is, it is weird being on the other side. And yeah, it is. So sorry we couldn't meet up with you in Cincinnati. We, we really tried to 
get down there, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, I, I think that actually I, I was overlooking all of the things that I had to do, and it would have been hard on both sides anyway. Uh, but it was certainly worth the shot. A little bit ago about this book that you're working on, The Forbidden Fruit. And to be honest with you, when you, you, you told me you were writing a book, as well, we've actually interviewed a lot of authors, and, uh, you know, I'm really not into talking to authors anymore unless you got something really different or interesting. Yeah, because it seems to be the same old, same old, just written a different way. So, yeah. You've got a really interesting thought, and you're turning it into a book, and, and uh, I think the book's called The Forbidden Fruit. Tell me a little bit about it. Well... Like many people in the community, I, I've been having in the back of my head idea for a number of years to do a book, and I actually have the the basic outline of four books, um, and, and at the beginning of this year, I had a little bit of extra time on my hands, and I was thinking, okay, okay great, I'm going to get off my ass, I'm going to get this thing going, so I decided to start doing my BDSM 101, that I had all the notes all my information and, of course, all my own personal experiences. And then uh, an acquaintance, uh, well, uh, a little better than an acquaintance, uh, a good uh, person up here came out with another BDSM 101, and I just kind of threw my hands up and said, ah, geez, everybody's doing a 101, so I give up this project. I'm going to cancel it and forget it. So I was driving home one day from... Uh, the Everything to Do a Sex Show here in in Toronto, and the whole structure of the sex show actually kind of gave me the idea. Now, what we have, we have these sex shows uh, four times a year. There's uh, two Sexapaloozas and two Everything to Do a Sex Shows. And what they are, are they're just commercial sex shows. But a number of years ago, we uh, someone in our community thought to approached them, asked for some space, and we've set up community dungeons. And in the community dungeon, we have volunteers. And so there might be a demo scene going on, a very light spanking or, or some bondage going on. And the Vanillas, they come through this uh, dungeon and they gawk. And some people say, you know, hey, I, I don't like the idea of the community dungeon. We're just freak. It's a freak show. And I, I was actually one of those initially who said that same thing. But what what I I, I tried volunteering one year, and, and I realized that it's not necessarily the case. There's a number of people that go through the dungeon. More than half of them, yes, they're looking for a freak show. Uh, I'm not there for them. There's a number of people who go through that sex show dungeon and they're just curious. They're curious about their own sexuality. They're curious, and they're shocked, surprised, and really happy to find us. And it becomes a new avenue into our community. Nice. So because of that, I was thinking, well, wait a minute. What about instead of writing a BDSM 101, what about writing a book way before BDSM 101? So the book is The Forbidden Fruit. It's a couple's guide to exploring the darker side of sexual magic. That's the that, that's the uh, subtitle. And what it really is is it's for a regular vanilla couple to start exploring a bit, trying different things, getting them to try 
all of the regular types of sex, getting them to mix it up a bit, getting them to explore each other's fantasies, and surprising each other. So it builds on communication, and it also builds on listening to each other and being open, being GGG, being open to trying yeah. each other's fantasies. Now, when you talk about, when you say um, trying different things, are you leading them through specific activities, like here's spanking, now you should go try it, here's vlogging, now you should go try it? In Yes, I am, exactly. Um, there's there's two different paths. There's the one is exploring each other's fantasies. Uh, the book is structured where it has them try different things, such as going out and looking for a threesome, um, going out and exploring a little bit of same sex, uh, spanking, um, a little bit of bondage, a little bit of role play. That's the one path. The other path is. They start out and they sit down and they each write that after discussing limits, so I have to explain what limits and saying red means to them, they write down each five fantasies, and that goes in a fantasy jar. So each weekend, they pull one out of the jar. So for ten weeks, they're exploring a fantasy. So each week it's a surprise, but they each get to, they each get to try each other's fantasies. You know what? That's a good idea for us that have been in relationships for a really long time, too, not just beginners. <laughs> oh, well, this is not really a beginner's thing. It's it's actually advanced because, yeah, you're right. If you've been in a couple for a while, one of the things that unfortunately always breaks down is communication. And sad to say, there's even one chapter about having sex outside the bedroom because you know, when we're young, we have sex everywhere. We have sex everywhere because, well, mom and pop are at home. So we have sex right. in the car. We have sex in, in behind the barn. We have sex in the woods. We have sex in the bushes in the park. Actually, that's how I lost my virginity. We have sex in the soybean field behind the lodge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But as you get married and, and settle down or not even get married, but... You can now relax and have sex in a comfortable bed. But after a few years, guess what? You're only having sex in a comfortable bed, aren't you? Mm -hmm. So it's making making them kind of get back to their youth, taking a couple paths to exploring different things. Now, uh, here's the summation of the book. It's by the time you get to the end of the book, you'll have... A lot of practice talking about dirty things. You'll have a lot of time and experience practicing different things that you've never tried before. You'll have a lot of experience in practicing things that your partner wants to do that you never thought of. And at the end of the book, it's kind of uh, this is this is breaking it down to the the basics. The end of the book. It kind of says, hey, if you like chapters 1, 5, and 8, now you need to go look for your local BDSM community because that's where you need to go. And now you read BDSM 101. If you like chapters 2, 7, and 12, you're interested in poly. Look for your local poly community. Or if you like chapters 5, 6, and 18, you're interested in swinging. 
Now go look for your local swingers community and find a book, Swingers 101. Very cool. Well, it's it's a uh, it allows me actually a couple things. Um, it I was really been enjoying working in the community dungeon of the sex shows. I've really enjoyed teaching and sharing, and I've really got gotten a big spark of enjoyment, personal enjoyment, out of allowing vanillas who never even thought about this before, all of a sudden they're joining our communities and they're becoming really good members of our community. It's uh, just in the last five years, I, I host the BDSM London Munch up here in Ontario, Canada. Right. And in the last five years, because I've had such an active role in these sex show community dungeons and having access to talking to curious vanillas, I'm not there for the for the people looking for the uh, for the sideshow freaks, but those who are there looking and are curious, they've really given me a nice uh, spark of enjoyment, and I've really enjoyed opening their eyes. And this book really is an extension of that. Very cool. Very cool. You have a, a chapter that. Or do you have instructions like if you enjoyed chapter 21, you're pretty fucked up and you need to seek counseling? <laughs> Jeez, I forgot that one. Yeah, see, I'm thinking I probably like chapters 1 through 21, so <laughs> all of it, please. <laughs> do, you address anywhere, do you address anywhere in there that, let's say, partner A finds, as they work through this, partner A is particularly drawn towards swinging? And partner B is particularly drawn towards BDSM, but has no interest in swinging and how to navigate through uh, difficulties like that. Well, that leads up to one of the other chapters that talks about open relationships. So, yes, actually what you just said about if you like this, at the very least you're open and you're letting your partner explore it. But if you do find that one partner likes this and one partner likes that, it's time to sit down and have a different conversation about how can you meet each other's needs as a loving, um, giving partner and what that might mean in the evolution. This really is the beginning of the evolution of both people exploring both themselves and each other. No one really likes boring sex. And I do also have a, a prequel at the beginning mentioning that this is going to be a bit of a Pandora's box. If you open it up, oh, yeah. it's hard to put it away. Yeah, right. It can be a little scary, but also very, very rewarding. Exactly. Uh, split up into four, four sections, four main sections. One's the basics, where it talks about communications, limits, trust, sex, and very importantly, keeping an open mind. The next section is activities. These are basic activities for us, but starts getting really pushing their limits. And it talks about sex toys. I've got a whole chapter on talking dirty. Uh, Role-playing, as I mentioned earlier, playing outside, 
a light bondage play, and then spanking. And then it gets into the next part is what I've called advanced, but I hope I don't scare them, where we get into threesomes, swinging and swapping, exhibitionism and voyeurism, uh, polyamorous relationships, domination submission, rough sex, and even edge play. And the last part really is where we talk about what's next, and that's what you'd asked earlier, and it's it's about, uh, there's chapter on support, uh, there's a chapter on the various communities, because really, all of our alternative lifestyles, there's supporting communities out there. Everything from live-action role-playing um, to, to people who are swapping, swingers, BDSM. Uh, I, I've even got a, a slight differentiation between people who are who just maybe like a little bit of the spanking and stuff versus someone who actually has found a charge out of the actual, an actual power exchange. And it also it also encourages people to try each thing. It's kind of hard, but men need to maybe let their partner tie them up. See if you like it. That's later in the book because really I'm getting them to open up to each other and open up to themselves. Mm-hmm. And then the very last part, really, uh, there's a, an extensive checklist. And there's also links to different communities. I've, I've done my best to actually find uh, various communities that I wasn't even aware of, just done through a, a, a Internet search. Uh, a dictionary of sexual terms just so that, you know, help them through the uh, through the the book itself, and and the the fun part of it that really got me when I was writing it was I've I've not written a book for our BDSM community. In fact, I tell I told everybody so far this is not a book for you. But say for example you are into BDSM and it's a secret desire of yours, but you've got a vanilla partner. This is the book for you. This is how you slowly expose your partner, a little bit of subterfuge, but this book would allow you to expose your partner and find out what their really hidden secrets are, and at the same time, naturally and fairly, they can find out, let's say, you like BDSM. Very cool. And we get that. We get that a lot, people wanting to know how to... Uh, introduce their partner into things. Um, well, so fantastic. Is this book available at this time? No. So is this book available at this time? It is. I finished writing it in December, and it's going to be on Amazon in about a month. And I've already got it all set up. I'm self-publishing through Amazon. It'll be available at Amazon.com. It's, I believe, also going to be available for Kindle and as ebook. Oh, fantastic! Nice. I like it on the Kindle. Yes. Yes. So do I. I like the I like the Kindle as well. well as much traveling as we do, it's easier to pack one book than many. Oh, um, one more question for you, if you don't mind. How much? Um, 
how much um, uh, uh, field research did you have to do to for certain <laughs> sections on this book? <laughs> uh, well, I think my life experience has been the research, uh, but there was certainly some areas, in all honesty, as you know, we, we do the podcast, The Dark Side, and... The one thing that that has actually assisted me when in doing the doing the book from doing the the podcast is i've I've opened my mind to things that yes, I don't like that particular thing and I don't like that particular thing, but I've been able to open my mind so that I can at least input and view these things from both sides or from all angles, and that's how I've really tried to express the book it's it's I'm sure it's going to come off as being written by a dominant male, but I've done my best to encourage uh, the readers to really explore and try not to limit themselves. It's explore everywhere to find where you really like. It's, It's not, here's my niche, therefore you need to come to my niche. It's find your own niche. And the interesting thing as well is, but I think those um, those fine people who wrote all the BDSM 101s, who, when I realized how many BDSM 101s there were out there, what they've done for me is really helped me because in this instance, I have, say, in North America, a target audience of 300 million versus the BDSM community, which is maybe a target audience of 300,000. being on the podcast today. I look forward to reading the book, and um, uh, you can actually ask me how I felt about reading it when we see you at Tease, which is coming up in July, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Actually, would you like an exclusive? No, oh, absolutely. Um, I haven't announced it yet, and no one else knows Ooh. about it yet, but oh. now announce, and I'll do it live on Erotic Awakening. Tease 2011, we've now filled our second headliner spot. Uh, Tease is an awesome camping, five days. I'm glad you guys are coming. I'm really, really pumped about Tease. It's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of education, and we have about 20 workshops. And of those 20, we have four come out from the headliners. Our second headliner, and this is the exclusive, is Master C. He is a gay male, leather, poly, family matriarch. He runs a poly family of 21 uh, gay males made up of pups, masters, sirs, submissives, and slaves. And he has uh, many years of education, and he's fascinating. And I'm I'm also actually setting up where I interview him. Uh, not nice in myself, interview him on a future Dark Side podcast. So those who are interested in Tees, and the website's www.get-teased.ca, you're going to be able to actually hear the headliners be interviewed on the Dark Side podcast. So you'd actually be able to find out not only reading their bio and looking on the website and saying, oh, that sounds like a good class, you can actually listen to them listen to them on the podcast and see if they sound like an interesting and informative person. Well, very cool. 
Congratulations on your 100th podcast, Erotic Awakening, from the Dark Side. Thank you. And we love the shout out that you did for Show 100. Very much appreciate that. You and Not Nice putting that together for us. Uh, It's neat to see that the educational community um, that we are both part of, uh, keeping, you know, I've never felt any kind of competitive energy from you. We both do podcasting. Uh, but I've never felt like we're competing against each other. I've always felt like we're working together to bring a little education to the uh, community. So congratulations to you. I very much appreciate your attitude about it. Well, thank you very much. Not nice on the other hand. Not nice is kind of a, I keep my eye on him. I think he wants to take over the whole thing. It is not too often that a reader is confronted with an erotic tale and a philosophical treatise in one fell swoop. In today's book, Kobo with My Master, the reader is confronted by a seeming dichotomy of BDSM versus philosophical thought. The story is multifaceted, revolving around a cast of characters trying to find their way in life during the 1980s. They embark on a journey for titillating sexual sadistic acts, bucking and sucking their way through the story. The first part of the book revolves around Karen, who is portrayed as a white-eyed naive, who chooses to expand her sexual horizons with Lou, a dominant male, and Lydia, a submissive female. Lou and Lydia are revealed as flawed characters. In some ways, it can be difficult for the reader to identify with them. More than midway through the book, the story shifts and we learn more of Lou's life and other partner, Rosario. The transition is a bit jarring, and in some ways it signifies that this book is really two stories in one. The entire book uses a wide range of quotes at the beginning of each section, quotes ranging from Greek philosophers, biblical passages, famous sayings from leaders such as Joseph Stalin and Charles de Gaulle, even more mundane lines from the Weatherman's Handbook and the Merck Manual of Exodus. These passages can be both intriguing and puzzling to the reader. Depending on one's knowledge, it can deepen or distract your enjoyment and understanding of this book. This point is perhaps the book's greatest strength and weakness. This book is not a simple story of sex and BDSM. Like the human mind, it is complex and full of symbolism, making it more than an easy book for the beach. For the reader who wants more than a wham-bam, thinking-bam type of tale, this book is sure to please. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. Want to be part of the Erotic Awakening? Want to share your favorite kink and event, podcast, or books? Toss us an email at danandorn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say, Governor. (laughs) You tried. (laughs) 
Erotic Awakening appreciates the support of Maui Kink, creators of distinctive and superior toys for the kink and BDSM community. Visit them at MauiKink.com and don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakening on the checkout form. If you watched the 83rd Oscars, you saw Brad Pitt and Angelie Jolie sporting their new Erotic Awakening t-shirts. You too could have an Erotic Awakening t-shirt, and we make an entire United States dollar off that. Woohoo! Shave us out a euro. Be worth something then. And uh, you can do that by going to the Shop and Sport page at eroticawakening.com. So, an Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leatherheart Foundation, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to assisting those in need within the kink and leather community. Find out more at leatherheart.org. Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided from the Pod Show Pod Safe Network. More information at music.podshow.com. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs> <laughs>